Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. I have nightmares where I'm trapped in the shower. The drain is plugged and the water won't stop pouring down on me. The water quickly rises to my ankles, then to my waist, and then over my head. The shower curtain is now made of glass. My screams are desperate gargles. A dark figure presses its face against the glass on the other side. It watches me intently. I beg and I plead, but it won't let me out. I start to swallow the water and flail helplessly in my glass coffin. I always wake up gasping for breath. I know where this nightmare originated from. It never takes me long to realise this. The incident is never far from my subconsciousness. Getting to the bottom of it is easy. Getting over it is near impossible. It was the summer of my 13th birthday, generally a time of celebration. Becoming a teenager, that was what I've been impatiently waiting for my whole life up to this point. This was when the Parkers moved across the street. Three people in total. One was an elderly woman. She was stooped over and tiny. She looked so frail that even the slightest touch would break her. She had thin blonde hair and faded blue eyes. Her head would wobble as the man of the house pushed her up the makeshift wheelchair ramp into the house. Honestly, I wasn't entirely sure if she was alive or dead. Only a few minutes later, she appeared in an upstairs window. She was just sitting there, staring out of the window. She was directly facing my bedroom. And as I cautiously peered out from behind my curtain, she slowly lifted her head up and stared directly at me. She was just staring at me without moving her head an inch. I couldn't take it any longer. I quickly closed my curtains. She wouldn't have moved from her position for what seemed like weeks, but in reality it was probably just a few days. But she would sit there, watching the cars drive down our suburban road, and the neighbourhood kids playing tag on their lawns. I never saw anyone else standing by that window, never saw her move from that wheelchair at the window. At night, I would nervously peek through the crack in my curtains, curtains that I was now too afraid to open, despite the beautiful warm sun that used to light up my bedroom. 
I would see her silhouette still in that window. The lights were never on in her room. She would just be staring out into the darkness. From where I was standing, even though I could not see her eyes, I just knew she was watching me. Stories about the woman soon quickly spread amongst my friends in the neighbourhood. Some would say that she was a witch. Others would say that she was just a doll. Even more stories would say that she was a corpse having passed away many years before. But I knew she wasn't dead. Now okay, okay, so I never actually saw her move or eat or do anything that would remotely show me that she was alive. But I felt her eyes moving as they studied me. I could feel her watching me. Especially when I was alone in my bedroom. In the middle of the night, even when my curtains were firmly shut, I would wake in a cold sweat. Her eyes were on me. I just knew it. I began sleeping on the floor. The lower I was, the better. Maybe, possibly, she couldn't see me if I was on the floor, below the sight of the window. I told my parents that the old woman across the street was scaring me. I begged them to talk to the Parkers and ask them to move her to a room without a window. They would just laugh at me and tell me to let her live out her twilight years in peace. That she was just watching the street and that it probably made her feel happy and feel younger. Would I just stick them in a windowless room when they were her age? Later that week, there was some kind of commotion at the Parkers. I watched through my bedroom window as the man ran out from the house and opened up the double doors of his van. He raced back inside, only to reappear a minute later, pushing the old woman in her wheelchair down the ramp. I didn't think it was even possible, but she looked more frailer than before. She couldn't have weighed more than 70 pounds. Her head was flung to the side, resting on her right shoulder. Her body slumped in the wheelchair that looked far too big for her tiny frame. But her eyes... They never left me. They watched me the whole time. The men picked her up and placed her in the car. He folded the wheelchair and stuffed it in the trunk. He quickly jumped into the driver's seat. The younger woman pounced onto the passenger seat and the van roared down the street. The old woman's limp head still faced me the entire time. I studied her face during all of this. I was unable to look away. Her face remained expressionless, emotionless. Her tongue slightly hung from the right side of her mouth. But her eyes were on mine and that's where they stayed. My parents heard the news that afternoon from other neighbours. The old woman's condition was getting worse. The Parkers had taken her to some sort of home. She wouldn't be coming back. I ran straight up to my bedroom and looked across the street. I smiled for the first time in a week. 
Her window was finally empty. The Parkers didn't come back the next day. No van. That night, I looked out towards the old woman's window. There was no one there. No wheelchair, and the bedroom light was on. I remember telling my dad that I thought it was strange, but he just shrugged and commented that the light must be on some sort of timer or something. I woke up in the middle of the night. Nervously, I peered out my bedroom window. The bedroom light was still on, but it suddenly flicked off and I ducked below the window frame. After a few seconds, I slowly rose and looked out. I was half expecting to see the silhouette of a tiny, skeletal being. I watched for ten minutes, pinching and straining my eyes. The lights quickly flickered on and then off again. I slipped to the floor again, clutching my pillow close. The next evening I had my usual swim team practice, and when I got home my house was empty. My parents were at my little sister's ballet recital, so I took advantage of having the house to myself and headed to the shower to rinse off. About three minutes into my shower I felt cold. The hot steam was escaping the bathroom somehow, which didn't make sense because I'd shut the door. I wiped the shampoo from my eyes, turned my head and heard a strange noise that would haunt my nightmares for the rest of my life. The metal rings of the shower curtain being dragged across the shower rod. Someone was slowly opening the curtain. The shampoo still stung my eyes, preventing me from seeing clearly. But what I could see and was unmistakable was a dark figure standing behind the curtain. Long, pale, bony fingers gripped the curtain as it slowly opened. I instinctively backed up in the shower, and the curtain opened completely. There stood the old woman. I must have only looked at her for one maybe two seconds but at that moment time seemed to stop still all these years and I can still draw you a vivid picture of the horrifying image in front of me the steely white hair the crazy look in her eyes bones jutting out from underneath her stretched skin stark naked blotchy skin warts all over her body Skinny breasts hanging down to her waist. Hair where I didn't know people could grow hair. She smiled grotesquely. I felt the shower tile against my back and hot water pour onto my face. In her other hand, the woman held a letter opener. August, she mumbled. August. August. Over and over again. August. I leapt past her, knocking her tiny body to the floor. I ran downstairs, naked and sopping wet. In my panic, I suddenly remembered that I didn't have any clothes on. I yanked what ended up being one of my father's shirts out of the hamper in the laundry room. 
sending the hamper crashing to the floor. I hightailed it on foot down the street, not stopping until I reached my friend's house. When the police arrived, they found the old woman crumpled to a heap in the bathroom. The shower was still running. The police officers were all really nice to me, admiring me for my bravery. I told them what she had said to me. August. I asked them if they knew what that could have meant. One officer shrugged and just said that it would be August in a few days and that's what he must have meant. The Parkers only came to our street once more to retrieve their stuff. Their for sale sign was up the next day. My mother told me that they couldn't face the neighbours because of what happened. Apparently, they had taken the old woman, the man's mother, to a special home downstate. But somehow, some way, she had managed to escape and take a bus back to our quiet suburban street. This never quite made sense to me. She was so old, so frail, so helpless. She had barely moved that week she lived at that house. How did she manage to travel hundreds of miles on her own? Anyway, as you can imagine what this did to me, I didn't shower for almost 20 years. I took baths, which I suppose aren't all that different. There is still a tub and it involves hot, soapy water. But a shower, with its closed curtain water peppering the tub floor and steam climbing its walls. It's easy to get lost in your own head in the shower. Thoughts consume you. It feels so utterly safe. For a few minutes, you are alone from the world. It's your own private misty kingdom. But that's exactly what makes the shower dangerous. You're enclosed, invulnerable, Naked, you're exposed. Over the years, I've spoken with people about it. My parents, my teachers, my shrink. But mainly, I've found it better to just push the incident deep down into places where I couldn't find it. I didn't talk about it to anyone since I was a kid. Life carried on, besides the baths, I was pretty normal. A few months ago, something inside me clicked. I felt the urge to re-examine the incident. It was almost like a voice in my head was telling me to do it. My head wanted closure. I spent hours online trying to track down any information on the Parkers and the old woman. I finally found what I was looking for an obituary for the old woman. She had died four years ago. Somehow, that walking skeleton hadn't checked out for another 15 years. The obituary was a black-and-white picture from when she was a younger woman. It was a photo of her and her daughter, who had tragically died when she was a teen. Her name was August, and she looked... Exactly like me.
If you wish to submit an original creepy story for consideration for the podcast, please visit our website, beyondyournightmares.com. You can reach us on Facebook and Instagram, Beyond Your Nightmares, and Twitter at Beyond Your Night. If you like what you heard today, we would love your support by sharing on your social media of choice. You can also help the show if you could rate, review and subscribe on iTunes or your favourite podcast app. Audio production and hosting is by me, Ali. Music is by Mayu. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.